And now it's time for SGC Nightcast, the regular podcast created by students here at Sir Guy Carlton Secondary School. Your hosts are Hannah and myself, Brianna. Welcome back to the Nightcast, right out of the spooky month of terrors and screams into our November show. The Nightcast is a monthly podcast that covers things that happen at Sir Guy. We'll be covering things like an interview, an offer by the name of Julia Evelyn Joyce, a.k.a. Julie Donor, fantastic teacher here at Sir Guy. There is also our famous fake news, and with every topic we cover, there will be music in between. And we'll bring you our upcoming events here at Sir Guy. And we'll feature a famous Canadian soldier for our Remembrance Day segment. Stay tuned for that. Let's get into our first song by A Tribe Called Red. A Tribe Called Red emerged from Ottawa's underground club scene in 2008. They combine dubstep, modern hip-hop, and electric vocal sampling from all. They combine dubstep, modern hip-hop, eclectic vocal sampling from all integrated with traditional powwow drums and indigenous song. Here is a tribe called Red with electric powwow drums. Now, on to our fifth song, Jack Conte, I Would Be Happy, from his VS4 album. I personally like this song because it talks about how he doesn't care or you don't care about what somebody looks like. You don't care what they're afraid of. You're not care about anything about them. You just love the person.
Double Synopsis or Guy Nights. This is what's happening at Sir Guy Carlton for the month of November. Next week is the start of work experience for senior students. Work experience runs from November 5th to 16th. Uh, I am very scared. <laughs> On Wednesday, November 7th, the VOCOM co-ed dodgeball happens. The Spirit of the Fetter meets on November 7th and 28th. Hi, Victoria. Hopefully you enjoy it. On the 8th, the PSB is holding their bocce tournament. Sir Guy's Remembrance Day ceremony will be held on November 12th. November 14th is Take Our Kids to Work Day. Have fun, grade 9s. The Rainbow Youth Forum will be held on Thursday, November 15th. Friday, November 23rd is the PD Day. Woohoo! And lastly, the grade 7 and 8 tours happen on Sir Guy on November 29th. Hopefully, they don't get scared of this place. Do you agree with me, Ms. Mazar? I think they'll be fine. Those are the upcoming events for November at Sir Guy Carlton. Our second song of the day is going to be Ottawa's very own Soul Jazz Orchestra. They are playing Black Sheep Inn in the Wakefield on November 24th. Here's Soul Jazz Orchestra with Shock and Awe. Shake it out, 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 shake it out
Today we're going to be speaking to Julie Doner, a teacher here at Sir Guy, who has some exciting news. You mean the best teacher at Sir Guy? My apologies. Miss Doner is not just an amazing physical education teacher. She's also an author who writes under the pen name Julie Evelyn Joyce. She has recently published a romantic comedy titled Steeped in Love, Make Me a Match, Book One. Welcome, Miss Stoner, a.k.a. Miss Joyce, to Nightcast, Sir Guy Carlton's monthly podcast. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here and so excited to start this interview. My first podcast. First time for everything. Can you give us a quick sense of what Steeped in Love is all about? Absolutely. I can best describe it as a romantic comedy that is about a woman who's kind of looked everywhere near and far for love and hasn't had any success. So she turns to tea leaves to help her determine which male suitor is the best for her. And there's a lot of quirkiness and silliness and mismatches along the way, but she finds the one she's looking for who's been right under her nose the whole time. How long have you been writing and what's your inspiration for Steeped in Love? I've actually been writing for quite a number of years. I started back around 2002 when a show called Gilmore Girls came on the air shortly after and I was extremely inspired by that show and it actually made me want to be a writer. So I started writing fan fiction to start and did that for a number of years. Around 2012 I decided I wanted to try to become published and I published short stories to start with. And I did that for a number of years, and then I thought, there's something bigger hidden inside me. So it took about two and a half years, but Steeped in Love came from a place of love inside of me. Uh, it came, it was inspired partly by my mom, by one of my best friends and my critique partner, and some of my own ideas, and, and everything combined we came up with this really cool story that's different. It's, a, it's about somebody meeting someone like many stories are but in a really unorthodox and fun and, and quirky sort of way. Wow. One of your characters is a novelist who spends time in a coffee shop. Do you have a special place that you like to go for for inspiration when writing? That is a very good question actually. Um, a lot of writers sometimes say that writing is a solitude thing and you and you kind of find a quiet place and you do your own thing in a quiet room away from other people. Whereas I tend to find inspiration in crowded places, like a coffee shop, for instance. But one of my favorite places to go to actually get ideas is when I'm, whenever I'm in an airport. I find that the people you see at an airport, they're at their most honest self. So they're either panicked or they're excited or they're nervous or they're yelling at their kids or they're putting out the vibe that they're single and they see other people that are single around. And, and I actually have a friend who met somebody at an airport, so it happens. And it's, it's just so cool to just sit there and watch all these things around you. It's busy, it's exciting, and it gives me like a thousand different ideas. The reading of tea leaves is an important part of the novel. Do you have a background in this art? Uh, you know, you are not the first person to ask me that. and. To be totally honest, I don't. However, as with any good writer does, you have to do research when you're writing about a particular topic. So I did quite an extensive amount of research about 
tea leaf reading, which is called passiography, for those who'd like to know. And I spent quite a number of hours looking through detailed books and blogs and all sorts of internet articles about it. And I also, there's another part of the book that concerns palm reading. And I did actually have my palm read before I wrote that scene in the book. So I do as much of my own personal research as I can and in depth as much as I can. But I don't actually read tea leaves, unfortunately. I may soon, though. I'm going to look forward for that. <laughs> How can people get a copy of your novel? People can get a copy uh, on Amazon, of course, is probably the best place to go for an electronic copy and a print copy. But the book is also available on Barnes & Noble, on Kobo, and virtually everywhere, iTunes too that you would buy any kind of online book. So you can get it at online retails every, retailers everywhere, but for the print copy, it's just strictly Amazon. Nice to know that. And uh, thank you, Miss Stoner, for speaking to us today. Julie's debut novel is Deep in Love and is available now. Thank you all so very much for hosting me today and giving me this opportunity to talk about my book written totally from the heart and I'm so thrilled to be here and to talk about it. Thank you so much. For doing so poor in gym class last semester, is there a song we could play for you? Actually, there's a song that I goes very well with this book that's called Falling in Love in a Coffee Shop by Landon Pig. Now, off to the song, I guess. Falling in Love at a Coffee Shop by Landon Pig. Possibly, maybe I'm falling for you Yes, there's a chance that I've fallen quite hard over you I've seen the paths that your eyes wander down I wanna come too I think that possibly, maybe I'm falling for you Stands me quite like you do Through all of the shadowy corners of me I never knew just what it was About this old coffee shop I love so much All of the while I never knew I never knew just what it was Possibly, maybe I'm falling for you Yes, there's a chance that I've fallen quite hard over you 
was falling in love at a coffee shop as requested by Julie Doner. Thanks again to Miss Doner for telling us about her new novel. And now, our contest. If you can identify the title of her new novel, you can win a $10 gift card from Tim Hortons. The first Sergei student to email andre.mazar at ocdsb.ca from their OCDSB email account will win a $10 gift card from Tim Hortons. Don't delay. Email today. That is a-n-d-r-e dot m-a-z-h-a-r at ocdsb.ca. Good luck, me boys! It's time for an important and serious topic this month. It's about the Canadians who gave their lives for our country. This is our Remembrance Day segment. Right now, here is Victoria Woodhouse to tell you about a dedicated Canadian soldier we should all know more about. Hello, Sergei Carlton. I want to tell you about a soldier named Francis Pegamagabo. Francis Pegamagabo was born on March 9, 1889, on what is now the Shawagana First Nations Reserve in Ontario. In Ojibwe, his name was Benasawe, which means the wind that blows off. Francis was the most highly decorated First Nations soldier for bravery in Canadian military history and the most effective sniper of World War I. Francis was known as an expert, marksman, and scout. He was credited with killing 378 Germans and capturing 300 more. Following the outbreak of World War I, Pegamagabo volunteered for service with the Canadian Expeditionary Force in August 1914, despite Canadian government discrimination that kept out minorities at first. 
He was posted to the 23rd Canadian Regiment and was on the first contingent of Canadian troops sent to fight in Europe where his battalion took part in the Battle of the Somme in 1916, during which he was wounded in the left leg. He recovered and fought in the Second Battle of Ypres, where the Germans used chlorine gas for the first time on the Western Front, and it was during this battle that he began to establish a reputation as a sniper and scout. Following the battle, he was promoted to Lance Corporal. Francis received the Military Medal for carrying messages along the lines during these two battles. On November 6th and 7th, 1917, Francis Pekamagabo earned a bar to his military medal for his actions in the Second Battle of Passchendaele. During the fight, Pekamagabo's battalion was given the task of launching an attack at the Passchendaele. By this time, he had been promoted to the rank of corporal, and during the battle, he played an important role as a link between the units on the 1st Battalion's flank. When the battalion's reinforcements became lost, Pegamagabos was instrumental in guiding them and ensuring that they reached their allocated spot in the line. On August 30, 1918, during the Battle of the Scarp, Pegamagabo was involved in fighting off a German attack at Oryx Trench near Upton Wood. His company was almost out of ammunition and in danger of being surrounded. Pegamagabo braved heavy machine gun and rifle fire by going into no man's land and brought back enough ammunition to enable his post to carry on and assist in repulsing heavy enemy counterattacks. For these efforts, he received a second bar to his military medal, becoming one of only 39 Canadians to receive this honor. The war ended in 1918, and in 1919, Pekka Magabo was taken out of service because of his health and sent back to Canada. He had served for almost the whole war. He had built a reputation as a skilled marksman. He was credited with killing 378 Germans and capturing 300 more. By the time of his discharge, Francis had attained the rank of Sergeant Major and had been awarded the 1914-15 star, the British War Medal, and the Victory Medal. Later in life, Francis served as a chief and counselor for the Wasa Kinzing First Nations and an activist and leader in several First Nation organizations. A bronze statue of Company Sergeant Major uh, Francis Pekamagabo was unveiled on June 21, 2016, on National Aboriginal Day in Perry Sound, Ontario, just a short drive from Sergeant Pegamagabo's birthplace, Iwasogging First Nations. CSM Major Pegamagabo is revered for being the most decorated Aboriginal Canadian to fight in the First World War. Thank you, Francis Pegamagabo, for your leadership, your unparalleled skill, your bravery, and your dedicated service to all Canadians. My last breath, my spirit flies 
I'll see the faces of my friends Fighting till the end So many fearless hearts I feel their courage and their pain Their lives should never be in vain From heaven's gate of perfect you The plain and simple truth Is lighting up the dark Love one another That stranger is your brother Leave a footprint
Let's get right into the fake news. We all forgot about the old dominoes down the street. I remember the screams in the basement, the lights constantly flashing, and worst of all, the really bad pizza. It once was a fun place students would go at lunch, and they would have fun, till the day it disappeared without a word. And all that is left behind is nothing. Not even a drop of their disgusting sauce they put on their pizza. I may sound like I hate the Domino's pizza, but I used to love that pizza. Going to Domino's was the best thing. Hearing the cries from the employees trying to calm the demons under the store as I ate my pizza to that beautiful sound. It was the life, but now it's gone. But to let the memory live on, I share with you the story of the old Domino's down the street. Thank you for listening. Now, on to our fifth song, Jack Conte, I Would Be Happy, from his VS4 album. I personally like this song because it talks about how he doesn't care or you don't care about what somebody looks like. Do you? you don't care what they're afraid of. You're not care about anything about them. You just love the person. I don't see of our second edition of SGC Nightcast. We hope you enjoyed the news, music, and other items. Special thanks to Julie Doner for telling us about her new novel. And remember, our contest. If you can identify the title of her new novel, you can win a $10 gift card from Tim Hortons. The first Sergei student to email andre.mazar at ocdsb.ca from their OCDSB email account will win a $10 Tim Horton gift card. 
Don't delay. Email today. That is a n d r e dot m a z h a r at o c d s b dot c a. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode of SGC Nightcast before long. Good luck with that contest, and see you later, me boys. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.